12, and it's a very familiar passage of Scripture once again, like this morning. And I uh, love what I do. I love what I do. It's a great pro- ple- pleasure to be back. I'm already tripping on my words. <laughs> yeah, already tripping on my words. But uh, anyway, I'm glad. And a few of you I missed uh, this morning. I seen got a hold of you tonight. It was good to just want to thank you again, like I did this morning already, and thank you all for being so good for us, or being so good to us, and uh, and praying for us, and and sending money our way, and supporting, and all kinds of things you do for us, and I thank you for that. Just want to make sure everyone hears that come out of my mouth. So Acts chapter 12, we're just going to jump into here, and look at this a little bit, and in Acts chapter 12, verse 1, it says, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of the leavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Asia to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. I'm going to read the rest of it later, but jump down to verse 12. It says there, or verse 11, And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the people of the Jews. Dear Lord, we love you. Again, I thank you for the privilege of being back with friends here uh, this evening today. I thank you for the music that we've heard. I thank you for the testimonies we've heard. I thank you, Lord, for the kindness and friendship that the folks here have shown us. But now it's time for the preaching and the the scripture. And I pray, Lord, that you would just use this time to challenge and encourage us. And most of all, I ask if there's somebody here this evening that does not have their salvation settled, I pray that you'd convict them and give them the boldness to deal with that, hopefully even tonight. And we'll just give you the thanks and the praise for it all. Thank you again for being such a great, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for letting us be here tonight. And as I've read the scripture a number of different times and thought about it, I, I, I've just, I, I come up with questions sometimes. And I, and I have one. And here, here's a question for you. We see here where there's prayer being made in, in verse 5, without ceasing of the church unto God for him. They're, they're praying for Peter. We'll see this in a minute. But I often wonder, and, and I'm the, I probably am not the only one that, I, I wonder how effective my prayer life is. Are you ever do that? Uh, and I wonder, it goes on a little bit further because this is a church tonight. I, I wonder how much effect the prayer of this church is, goes and, and what it does. And I'm just here to tell you, I, I can verify the fact that, that the prayer of people, and I, I'm just going to say, I think the prayer of some, from, from some of you here in this church has had an effect on Adrian and I's life especially in the last three years, uh, us not being here, but yet you're still praying. And, and so I wonder about that. And sometimes we're in a church and we'll, we'll be in there among the people and say, I wonder if the prayer gets higher than the roof here. But I don't think that's the case here, or I wouldn't have said that now, would I? Thank you for praying for us. So this church here is praying for Peter. And as we're going to see in a moment, the prayers were, they were, they were working. They were working, and just think tonight, think back, the effect of yours. A prayer should have an effect, shouldn't it? And we should be able to see that. Yes, I'm 
and, and, and it depends on God's will and all that, but we ought to be active in that. We ought to be active in the prayer. And do we desire? I desire to see more, and that's why we pray. Amen. And it keeps our minds clear and on top of things, and, and well, there's a lot with it. But tonight, the thought, the thought, prayer, is yours getting somewhere. So here in this passage of Scripture, back in, in verse 1 there, we see here uh, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. I don't think we're above that. I believe it could happen right here in America very easily, and persecution's going on. And maybe how, as I just ask here you, you this evening, how many of you believe maybe possibly that you've been persecuted in your life? And I don't think we're persecuted like they are anywhere around the world, but uh, it sure could happen. Maybe you think you were persecuted in your home, and yes, it could happen, and some, I'm sure, have a testimony of that. Maybe uh, some persecution in your neighborhood, maybe persecution at school or, or at work. I don't know where it would be, and many of you have went through some things in your life. You don't understand, don't understand necessarily why it happened, but uh, why or maybe that happened to you. You didn't deserve it but yet it still happens. Sometimes we go through things and, uh, so that we can learn a lesson that needs to be learned, or maybe even sometimes we go through some things so, so that we end up drawing closer to the Lord through those or helping somebody else to go through some things. And in this passage of Scripture we're going to look at here, and, and in the book of Acts, there's much has already went on here, and we read where the early church had a lot of problems, didn't they? And I think that was kind of a warning for us that as time goes on, you may live in a, church, uh, you may live in a period in your life where the church has some persecution and, and how we should handle that. And as I noticed here in this passage of Scripture and, and in other places in the book of Acts, we find there, even with the persecution they were facing, they did not quit. Uh, they did not quit. They, they did not get mad at God. They, they did not stop believing what they already believed in. They didn't stop serving. They didn't stop sacrificing. They didn't stop doing what was, they were supposed to be doing. They didn't let the virus keep them at home. They were busy doing what they should be doing. And at this passage of Scripture here, we read verse 1 there again through verse 5, and, and we find here uh, persecution going on. Verse 2, and he, Herod here, killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, I, I wonder if he was just one of those guys that, man, he, whether he took care of himself or he had somebody do it. I don't, I know some mean people out in this world, wouldn't you say? And he's seen it pleased, uh, they were pleased there in the next verse. And I just wonder maybe if this isn't the first time. And, and Herod himself personally, I don't know. I don't know. But we look at this a little bit further here and... Um, there's a number of things in this passage of Scripture that stand out. We obviously can't go to them all. But we get down here and we find in verse 3 there, it pleased the Jews, proceeded further, took Peter also, uh, apprehended him, put him in prison. But I, So here, here Peter is in prison. I, I don't normally give a title to a sermon, but I'm going to give it to you here tonight. Peter's prison party. Peter's prison party. And some of you laugh about that. And, and I think about that. Maybe we, maybe we ought to go down to verse 11 and and pull that little phrase out of there. Then Peter was come to himself. He said, now I know. Maybe we should just title it, now I know, rather than Peter's prison party. But, but it, 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 it didn't say, maybe I could say it was Peter's pajama party. But it doesn't say anything about pajamas there. It was nighttime, and it doesn't say anything about, we could maybe later label it Peter's prison party, but we can't do that because I don't see where Peter had any pity or anything was going on like that. So... Uh, I guess we're just going to maybe have to call it Peter's prison party. Well, I guess it really wasn't a party either, was it? 
maybe we ought to just pass and preach the passage. What do you think? So, but we can, we can look at this. We're going to look at a number of phrases here. But as I read there, they killed James, and, and, and the people were pleased. And, and so that made Herod get excited, and he wanted to please the people. And, and so he even took on more action than that. So I mentioned this morning that there were some phrases and, and, and some words that started out with that, the letter P in them. And I'm, I'm back to that today again. I'm back to that tonight. And I didn't trip up too bad this morning. Maybe I'll do it tonight. But we found there was no, the first part here is there, there was persecution going on. Amen. And we can see there in verse 3, and because it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further. So persecution proceeded. And, and if we think about that today, guess what? There's some going on here and, and possibly worse. That same persecution against the Christian it can come around again, can come right here. And keep, people can die, and people can go through all different kinds of things. So persecution proceed, proceeded, killed James. And, 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 and you know, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to meddle a little bit further. Um, COVID, what did they do to the churches? What did our government do to the churches? Uh, what would you call that? Next time around, do you think it's going to be any easier? I don't either. What are we going to do next time? Hopefully we learned from last time. So persecution proceeded. It'll be back. It'll proceed. It'll be back. We found here, we we're all look, also looking at this here, and we found that, that the people, all the people there is verses, uh, a number of the verses, verse 4 and, and down there in verse 11 and other, there's a number of times the word the people is used there. And, and it said the people there in verse 2 and 3, it says the people were pleased. The people were pleased. The persecution proceeded. The people were pleased. Uh, we found in there in verse 11, the expectation of the people. The people had expectation. They expected it to go on. And the Jews, the unbelievers were there. And, and, and they, encouraged the, they encouraged the king to do more persecution. So it proceeded. The people were pleased. And then we find Peter and others, they were just busy preaching, weren't they? We could go back in the, look, in the book of Acts. I looked a number of scriptures up. I'm not going to go to them all. But in Acts chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, they stood up in the midst and, and said there was preaching going on. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and, and it was said unto them. And uh, we find there in, in Acts chapter 3, the hour of prayer there. The lame man was asking alms, and he was healed. And there he was jumping, leaping and jumping and praising God. And in chapter 3, we find answered the people. Peter answered the people and taught and preached the resurrection of the dead in chapter 4. And there, there was a bunch going on. Peter just kept doing what he was doing. The others just kept doing what they were supposed to be doing. Oh, yes, the, 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 the persecution proceeded, and, and the people were pleased. And, and Peter and the others, just like us, we just need to continue on preaching and teaching and doing what we should be doing, doing what's, doing what's right. And then we get down here uh, to the verse 5, and we find that Peter is in prison. Here's Peter in prison, and here's, here's Peter's prison party. Let's read about this, verse 5. Uh, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church of God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the doors that kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. 
And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto them, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second war, they came into the iron gate, which leadeth into the city, which opened uh, to them at its own accord. And they went out and passed on the, through the one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. <laughs> He's out of there. Wow, some party there, right? I got to thinking about Peter's little prison party going on. I got to thinking about who the guests were at his party. I got to thinking about there, and I, I've done some studying on this, and, and there may be other, uh, I didn't go that deep with it, but it says there at Peter's party, by the way, how many guests do you think were at his party? It, doesn't, it wasn't really well attended. They had to pay some people to come to his prison party. They had to pay the soldiers, right? So think about that. It says there was four cotrons of soldiers there. Well, I, in what I looked at, it, uh, four, obviously, we got that one. New math gives us four. That's one, two, three, four, right? And it says there were quatrains, and so some people vary on this. Some of them say it was uh, just four people, so four times four is 16, or, or it could have been groups of even more than that. I don't really know. I'm not a historian or anything, but that makes it at least 16 people at Peter's prison party. Who else can tell me who was there? Participation, people. An angel was there, so that makes 17, right? Who else was there? Peter was there. Wow. Peter was at his own party, so I guess it was a party there. Peter's prison party. Let's just look at these guests a little bit. Here Peter is laying. Uh, he must have been tired. Does anybody struggle sleeping? Man, if, uh, Peter must not have had any problem sleeping whatsoever. He must have been tired. Verse 6, it says there, when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. That would have been a problem enough for me, amen? These soldiers didn't have soap and water like we probably have. They probably didn't shower up before shift or nothing. They'd been out doing changing chariot wheels or something. I don't know what they were doing. But here Peter is trying to sleep between these two soldiers. And not only that, they were trained unto him. I mean, just a little bit of noise outside or noise in the room there will wake us up. And here Peter's chained to these two guys. And you know, you know they're probably rattling around and rolling over and waking him up. And, and maybe the chain was pulling on his arm a little bit. And here Peter is trying to sleep. So he's got these soldiers there, a couple more of them at the door as well. They were, they were at the party, bound with two chains. What doesn't this really sound like a party? This is a great party. The keepers before the doors. And yes, these, these, were, these were Peter's special friends that were at this slumber party with him. No, I don't think it was much a, wasn't much of a party at all, was it? Not at all. But you know what? We read down there, and we've seen there in verse 4 that brought before the people. And then verse 5, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But what was going on? Prayer. Prayer was being made without ceasing. That sounds like they were being obedient because how much are we supposed to be praying? Pray without ceasing. What an illustration of that here. Pray without ceasing and, and we can, uh, uh, unto God for him. They, were, they, were, they, were, they had refined their prayer. They were praying for, it wasn't a blanket prayer, like pray for all those people that are locked up in prison out there that need to get no, it was pray for Peter. He's in prison. God, we want to see your hand. We want, to, we want to watch you do something right here in this case. This particular thing, we need to pray that way. We need to pray with detail. 
you know, you want to see things, you want to see a result of your prayer, it's harder to see detail if you don't pray with detail. You can pray with names and expect to hear that name one day down the road. We need to pray with detail. They were praying with detail. In verse 12, we see when he considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. Look at what it says there. Where many were gathered together praying. There's a whole group of people that are praying uh, there for Peter. He's in prison. And man, I'll tell you what, if I was in prison, I'd want a bunch of people praying for me too. You know, Rick and the others there are going to the prison. And, you know, I, I think those people are probably glad to hear that there's a church out here and there's a group of people out here that are praying for them, that are praying for them by name possibly in some cases, that are praying for their prison. Amen? Praying. I'm, I'm glad you prayed for I'm glad. Aren't you always glad when somebody... I'm humbled when people say, I'm praying for you. I've been praying for you. I got, I got your prayer card up on the refrigerator. Yeah, look at here. I got your prayer for, card from the last time I, you were here. Man, I'm humbled. You know what that does? It lets me know that this isn't about me. It's not about me. It's about you praying and, and God answering those prayers and somebody else getting the... <laughs> Are you praying? Are you praying? These people were praying. This church family here is praying. They're praying together without ceasing. Prayer was being provided. We know it's right and it's good that we should be praying. So we know the verses, Ephesians 6, verse 18, and we know how prayer works, we, and we should be praying. And I thank you again for that, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching there with perseverance, perseverance and supplication supplication for all the saints we know philippians chapter 4 verse 6 be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known unto god philippians 4 6 colossians 1 9 for this cause we also since today we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding we know first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 to pray without ceasing we know confess your faults one to another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you believe prayer works? Do you believe prayer works enough to be praying? These folks here obviously believed in prayer. I wonder what they had already seen their prayer do. We started out by saying, I wonder what your prayer here what results you see, what, what the results are of your prayer as a church family, what, your prayer, what the results are of your prayer as an individual. Man, we want to see results to pray. Woo, these people got it. And it's recorded in there in the Word of God for us to be encouraged by that as well, that we need to pray individually or as a group. Prayer was provided, amen? And what happened there, we can see they, they passed right on through the, the first thing there. I, I love this story. Verse 7 there, here he is at his prison party, a chain between two soldiers, and, and the doors were kept by other guards there. And it says in verse 7, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined into the prison. How many of you wake up when the light comes on in the house? Somebody turns on the light in your bedroom. What, man, I'm like instant. I'm up. Wait, whoa, what? Whoa. No, not Peter. He sounds like he had a lot of peace in this, doesn't it? There he is chained between two, 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 uh, two, two guards. The rattles and chains. The light comes on. He's still sleeping. He's still asleep there. And, and the light shined in the prison. And, and the angel, he smote Peter on the side. Smack, he says. And, he, and it's like he raised him up. I don't, maybe he had to grab him and shake him even. 
Man, it sounds like he was just not worried about a lot of things. He wasn't frustrated with, with what's going on. He was it just, he's trusting in the Lord in all this. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to be doing and let it fall where it's going to fall. I'm going to trust the Lord and go on. Wake up, Peter. I'm here to get you. The Lord sent his angel. Where are you at? And he smote Peter on the side. And he raised him up saying, rise up quickly. Oh, just hang on a minute, angel. I'm not quite ready to go yet. I need to stretch a little bit. No. <laughs> yeah, here he gets. He, he, uh, he, and Peter on the side and raised him up saying, rise up quickly. And, and his chains from off, fell off from his hands. And it's like, whoa. I wonder what Peter said. I wonder if he said right there, oh, those people are praying for me again. I wonder what he said. I wonder what he thought. There they go. The chains fell off his hands. The angel said unto him, gird thyself. And he said, get dressed and bind on thy sandals. And I love this little phrase where he says, and so he did. Man, I think I would have been doing it too. Yes, sir. Let's get out of here. I'm on board with this one. Angel said to him, gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Well, we've heard somebody say that, haven't we? Over in like Matthew chapter 4, maybe verse 19. Uh-huh, Jesus said that. And he went out and followed him. Just obedience all through here, isn't there? He said, follow, and what did he do? And then I love this, he says, and he went out, Peter, and followed him in verse 9, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. You know what, basically what that means in English today? He just couldn't believe it. He just said, wow. This is great. This is awesome. I know where this came from. I know how this happened. But wow, I didn't think it happened to me. Wow, he just wist, he wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel. Just it's unbelievable. It was an awesome unbelief. You no, know, he believed it, but it was more than his mind could comprehend belief. He wist not. Well, and when they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate, uh, which opened to them. Uh, with his, didn't have to push a button, didn't have to do anything, didn't wave his hands or nothing. The gate just opens right up and, and let him out, and they went out into the city, which opened to them his own accord, and they went out and, and passed on through one street, and forth with the angel departed from him. Pow! He's out of there. Prison party over. The guests have all left now. And they passed, and the past and, and past, the, the chains, the gates, uh, the guards. Uh, uh, they went past the first, and they went past the second, and they went past the third, and led into the city, and they went out and passed on through one street, and, and the angel departed. I just, I'm just saying that maybe in your situation, some things might just pass too. You might just get past some things if you were just praying, and others were praying as well. Past things, it just, it just, it just, it just happened. It moved on. Think about this: no keys needed. Get out of jail free card right at it. There it is. Get out of jail free. Maybe, why not you? Are you any different than Peter? Are you any different than those people that were praying? It's the same God that we're reading about here that we know, right? And maybe it'll just pass if you'll just pray and and, and get your uh, prayer on the lists. And get others praying for you as well. 
Maybe our problem will just pass if we and others just pray. Back to our text verses, verse 11. says there, and, and when Peter was come to himself, <laughs> that's like a chink, chink, the light come on. Chink, chink, there it is. Oh, now, <laughs> wow, let me look around here a little bit. Yeah, the light, uh, wow, the light came on, and Peter realizes what's going on there, and he says, he, he, he says, wow, and when he had come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety. Now I know. Now I see it. It all fits together now. I can understand a little bit of this now. Peter come to himself. He said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angels and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Well, I tell you what, the, the people, the, the Jews there, I don't know, maybe they're now disappointed. You know, and if we'll just do like we're supposed to be doing and pray and be obedient and do what we're supposed to be doing and continue following the Lord and everything, you know, some people maybe they might get mad at us because their expectation for our destruction won't be there. We ought to be busy with it. And when he had considered the thing, here he is thinking about that. The chain came, the light came on again. When he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, verse 12, whose surname was Mark where many were gathered together praying. There they are again, verses 5 and verse uh, 12 here. And as Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. I, I love Rhoda. I do love Rhoda. I love this story. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and, and told how Peter stood before the gate. There she is. Uh, there, there, Peter's out at the gate. Peter's knocking on the door. I know this was a blonde-haired woman. I know it. I know it. I know it. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. She says, I know it was Peter. Peter's at the door. I could, I mean, I'd love to have been there. And, and I want to talk to Rhoda. I want to talk to Rhoda one day. I want to find out. And and and, and uh, says there. Uh, and they, and they said, verse fifteen. And they said, This is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I, I, should we really be astonished as we are sometimes when prayer is answered? We should be expecting it. We should be expecting it. But at the same time, it astonishes. We need to be astonished that God can and does and, do, and will stand in awe. But he beckoning, here in verse 17, but he beckoning unto them with a hand to hold their peace, declaring unto them how the Lord had, had brought them out of the prison. What's he doing? He's, he's telling them about his prison party. He's telling them about it. He's going, oh, let me just tell you what the Lord did. He's given testimony here. And he said, go show these things unto James and, and to the brethren. And he departed and, and went to another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what had become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him, he found him not. He examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And, and he went down from Judah to Caesarea and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him. Isn't it amazing how the lost folks can do things in one accord and we as Christians struggle? And they having made blasts to King Chamber, their friend, desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout and said, 
it is the voice of a God and not of a man. Boy, there's trouble right there. And immediately the gate of the Lord, or immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not glory to, gave God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem and when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Just think with me here for a little bit. I would say the folks are still praying there. Here comes Peter. The story goes on there. And now then, it says there, there was no small, no small stir among the soldiers. It was their responsibility to be taken, Peter. And guess what? They failed. I've heard it said that the soldiers' families and everyone that was part of them were, were also executed as well. I, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I don't know history that well. But either way, it had a big effect on them and their families. Amen? Whatever happened to them, they were, they were perplexed and there was problems. Back to those letters again. Perplexed and problems. Mm. Yeah, perplexed means embarrassed and puzzled. And that's what they were. Isn't that the world out there? Aren't they perplexed? And there's problems out there. But here we are just like Peter, just trusting in the Lord, just continuing on. We're, we're just praying and going and preaching and doing what we need to be doing. That, that's what we're doing, right? Uh, being faithful to the things we need to be faithful to and, and being faithful. Well, Peter, just we look at this and uh, the encouragement here is Christian, be of good courage. But we find there Peter just, uh, Peter and the others, they, they just went to the next place. They just continued doing what they were doing, right? We look in the next chapter there. We find, we find chapter 13, and this is the division in Acts where we kind of find Peter in the early church there, and then we find in chapter 13, we find the ministry kind of shift a little bit to, to Paul there, Saul and Paul, which, and we find, look, look in verse 3 of chapter 13. And when they had fasted and prayed... <laughs> Guess what? The church is still praying. The, the, the people are all still praying. They all got encouraged when they seen Peter. They got encouraged when, when they seen the Lord answering the prayers. And, and here they are there. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and, and sent them away. They're, they're sending a group. And, and we find here, here, here's Paul. And we all know what happened to Paul. We're not going to go to all the verses here, but, but Paul's just busy out preaching. We can look in, in, in Acts chapter 12, I believe it is, and chapter 9 where he's out preaching after his conversion and guess what happens to Paul then Paul gets persecution he taught a lot of people how to persecute and guess what it came around to him when he started preaching I think it's about verse verse 20 there where it says that that Paul began to be persecuted and he's preaching and then persecution came and I think we can read about it we can find out that 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 Paul was put in prison too wasn't he and I think we'd read on a little bit further, and we, we can find, like right here, the, the people kept praying. The people were praying, and we should be still praying today. And we find on that things just passed and passed on through. Paul just kept going throughout it all, didn't he? Just kept going, kept going. We got a lot of Scripture the Lord was able to use and give us through Paul. Missionary journeys, the churches started. Man, Paul got to do all tremendous kind of things there. He was persecuted, but he kept preaching. He was in prison, but he kept, he kept preaching. He kept uh, going on. People kept praying. A lot of things passed and passed. It just, Paul just kept going through, and, you know, the world was out there. They were all perplexed, and they were all puzzled. People couldn't figure it out, but it just kept going. And, you know, as a result of that, we are here today. See, it, it's our turn now. 
and the persecution may come, but we need to be preaching, and we all already are, and we need to continue, and persecution may come, and there may come a time where there's prison, and, and there may come a time where, where, well, we need to be praying. We need to be praying without ceasing. That means we're already doing it, we're still doing it, and we're going to continue to do it. And we can pass right on through it too, can't we? Just like we read, same God, and let the world be perplexed and puzzled, but I just want to keep doing what's right. I want to continue on. Just, will you just do what it takes to please the Lord with your life? Will you just decide you're going to do it? No matter what the world out there is doing, you just decide yourself as an individual, I'm going to pray, I'm going to continue to do, I'm going to, pre I'm going to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Just let the world, just let them be perplexed and not figure it out. But you've got it figured out. Let's do that as a church as well. Let's continue to be praying and, and, and preaching and, and not fall by the wayside. Let them be perplexed. How does that church do it? Just invite them. Let them find out. Let them come in here and see you praying. And let them hear the testimonies. I love this passage of Scripture here. I love some of the phrases that were in there. I like this one in verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, when the light come on, has that happened in your life? It needs to continually happen. And as you're in the Word of God and you're under the preaching and you're, and you're praying and watching, the light's going to come. Oh, the Lord did that. The Lord took care of that. The Lord's the one that did that. Look what the Lord did in that life. And that's, we can say that too. And when Peter has come to himself, we need to come to ourselves, Amen. It's a time when we realize who he is and who we are, and we're nothing without him. Yeah, I love that phrase. And when Peter was come to himself, uh, later in the verse, and now I know of a surety. Peter, Peter says, I know of a surety. Well, there's some things that you know of of a surety too, isn't it? There's some things you know for sure, amen? I think everybody in this room knows for a surety that prayer works. And the preaching touches your heart when it's the Word of God. It goes on down the list. Oh, yeah, and I, I like what it says in, in verse 12. And, and when he had considered the thing, kind of like that light coming on again. Sometimes we need to stop and slow down and, and, and observe the things that are going on around us. And I love that phrase from Rhoda, thou art mad. Let the world think we're mad, amen? Just let them think we're mad. We're, we don't, let them be perplexed and have their problems think we're mad. Oh, no, we're the, amen? That should have been a big amen there. And they were astonished. And there was no small stir among the soldiers what had become of Peter. It wasn't a little small thing, and it's not with us either. Not a small thing. You know what? Nowhere in this passage of Scripture do I read where Peter was having a pity party. It's all quiet again. No pity party there was there. And by the way, as I read the Scripture on down through there a little bit, I... I don't find where there was a pity party for Paul either. And you know what? As I read my scripture even further, the, I, I don't find any pity parties for our Savior Jesus Christ either. And if you decide you're going to have a pity party, okay, I'm going to ask you not to send me an invitation. I'm not coming. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to participate. I don't want an invitation when it comes to your pity party. Oh, no, you've got prayer. And you got people praying for you. I don't, I don't want to be invited to your pity party. Not at all. Now I know. Oh, that's what he said. Now, in verse 11, now I know of a surety. Are there some things in your life that you know of a surety? Yeah, you know how to get saved. You're 100% of that. 
100% on that? You know with surety, 100% sure, forgiven, on your way to heaven? You need to, you, you need to pick up on that phrase. Now I know of a surety. You know how to be forgiven. You know you're on your way. You know, you know prayer works, amen? You know it for surety. You know what's right. And do uh, you know for surety, and you're going to just do it? Pray like those. Get busy about doing the Lord's will. Think about that phrase again there. These men are known for a phrase. Peter, I guess we can add this to Peter. He's known for that little phrase there, now I know. Now I know. We can look at others, and, 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 and Paul's known for a little phrase, and, 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 and says, uh, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Uh, oh, Stephen's got a little phrase that he's known for, isn't he? It's like, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Our Savior's got a little phrase that he's known for too, as well as, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So what do you say? Oh, woe is me. Here's your invite to my pity party. Sorry, I'm not coming. Because now I know. Now I know. Now I know. For I reckon that the suffering of the present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Oh, there's a little phrase in that verse right there that I love to say and I love to think about. Are not worthy to be compared. We do that sometimes, don't we? You think about that. This is in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. It says, for I reckon, kind of means to take inventory. For I reckon that the suffering of the present time, think about what you're going through. The suffering of the present time, the persecution, the being put in prison, the whatever it is that happens to be there. It says, we know uh, that this, this, I reckon that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared. You understand what that means? They're not anywhere close. There's no comparison. There's nothing that your little mind can even comprehend of what you're going through now as to what you're going to have one day. I reckon, I reckon that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. One day, no comparison even, no room for the pity party. Just get going. It's going to be so much one day that this isn't even going to be, <laughs> I don't, not even to be compared. What's coming as to what we have right now? Now I know. Now we know. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, who them are the called according to his purpose. We know these verses. All and anything for Christ. We go through it. We give God the glory. God delivers us. Now I know. There's no time for a pity party. Boy, there was persecution and it proceeded. There was people and they were pleased. And there was Peter and the others and they were busy preaching. And there was the prison party there. And there was prayer provided. And God showed up and they, and they passed and things passed. And, and others were perplexed and problems. But there was no pity party. There was no pity party. No pity party. In fact, if we wanted to look at it differently, you know, we, maybe I ought to put a new title on this and maybe we ought to, instead of Peter's pity party or pajama party or whatever we want to call it there, we ought to call it maybe Peter's victory party. Victory's pity party, or victory's Peter's victory party. And that's how you ought to live your life too. Have you had some victories? Are you going to have some more? Victories in prayer, victories in salvation, forgiveness all through your life. Man, it's time for a victory party here. Not time for a pity party. Don't invite me, I'm telling you. It shouldn't be a pity party for We're not in prison. We're not lost. Hope you're not. 
We're not forgotten. Peter wasn't any of those things. So it's time for us to learn and to study and to pray and read and meditate and be faithful to church and be obedient and thankful and, and giving and, and being ready to serve. You know, I think about Peter a little bit, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think this was the first time through for him. I don't think this is the first time Peter had went through some something and through something, and, you know, it, it's probably not the first thing, first time you go through something either. But we need to learn through these times. We need to learn, don't we? Think back with me at the crucifixion, right before the Lord was, was crucified. You know, Peter heard that cock crow once, and Peter heard the cock crow twice. And Peter heard the cock crow three times. He's sitting there having a little pity party for himself, wasn't he? And when the light came on, when he came to himself there, what did it say he did over in Scripture? All the Gospels have it. He wept bitterly. Got the victory there. He realized what it was, and he wasn't going to let it Get, wasn't going to let it get to him next time. And here we find, just a few chapters later, here he's at it again. He's in prison, and you know what? The light came on. Didn't weep bitterly this time, did he? Pew! He learned from his mistake, and he, and he went on. Peter was come to himself. He remembered. I, I wonder if maybe Peter remembered that, what he did at that time. He said, I can make it through this tough time right now. I, I can make it. I remember last time, and I don't want to do that again. How about you? What are you going to do the next time? Maybe you're going through that right now. Start to throw a little pity party. You got the invitations ready. You already got them written. You're getting ready to mail them out. I'm not on your list, right? Just keep them. Tear them up and throw them away. Get on your knees. Get to praying. Just keep doing what's right. Forget the pity party. Peter came to himself. Maybe that's what we need to do tonight is come to ourselves and decide, wow, you know, this isn't so bad at all. Being saved, gone my way to heaven. I can pray. I can have people pray. I got a church. I, the list goes on. No time for a pity party. You know, Peter went on and did a great work for the Lord without having a pity party. And, you know, that just might be what the Lord wants. You might be that vessel that he wants to do a great thing with, great use. And a little pity party on your part could probably, maybe, take you from seeing that will or doing that will. Don't throw it. Don't be a part of it. Herod pleased the people, didn't he? And I think God had the last say on that, didn't he? <laughs> Peter and us just needs to please the Lord. We need to please the Lord. Let me ask you, who are you trying to please? Who are you trying to please, the people or our God and Savior? Who are you pleasing? I found that little phrase there, and when he come to himself, does anybody else know where I found that phrase at in the Bible? The prodigal son. There he is in the hog pen having a pity party for himself. And when it says, when he came to himself, it's in Luke chapter uh, 15, verse 17. It says there, I'll just read it. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish in hunger. And so what did, what did the prodigal son do when he came to himself? 
He went home. Where did he go home to? He went home to his father, didn't he? Maybe we tonight just need to throw the invitation to the pity party out and go back and make sure we get it right with the father where it's supposed to be. Maybe we should get our prayer back where it's supposed to be. Maybe we just need a little inventory here tonight. Well, glory. And get back to the Father. <laughs> just get revived and serving the Lord again. Would you stand? Dear Lord, I love you and I thank you. Lord, we all know that we are very capable of throwing a pity party. And Lord, we also know we're very capable of joining in with others that are having the pity party. And we know it does not please you. Lord, we thank you for this illustration of Peter just continuing on, doing what he was supposed to be doing. Lord, and I thank you for the illustration and us to be able to see the people just praying and continuing to do what's right and praying without ceasing. Lord, I thank you also for the time that we can see here where you reached in and took care of the matter in a way that only you can get the glory for. And I just pray that you'd help us all to keep that in, in our proper vision and proper view of our life. Make you what you need to be in our life. And Lord, we just thank you for that. And one more thing, Lord, I ask if there's somebody here tonight that does not have their salvation settled, that you are convicting them and now you give them the boldness to walk down this aisle and get that needed forgiveness. Trust you as their personal Savior. Help us all, Lord. We'd ask you to forgive us and to help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, sir. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, you respond. Think about it as a church. We're to be a praying church. But a praying church is the result of praying people. And the preaching went forth. The ministry continued. Why? Because God's people prayed. But stay engaged.
Amen. Amen. All right. So we've got a fellowship tonight. And so let me encourage you, parents, have your children go through with you and uh, just sort of manage that there as they're going through. And that's good. You know, in the Bible, the Lord said that his house should be called the house of prayer. Uh, our men's Bible study, we've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about fasting. This is, this is not something just for a few. It's for all of God's people. And we, we need God's power. And we need his help. And we need to be following his plan if we're going we're gonna to receive his power.